Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode. Today, we are starting the first of a three-part series. I've decided to run on giving and receiving, receiving and giving, inhaling and exhaling. Really what we're talking about, how do we move into this place of living from a state of abundance, from a state of ease when it comes to accepting the gifts that have been bestowed upon us, you know, receiving more of what God has in planned for us, whether it's the small micro things in our life or the big dreams, the visions, the things that come into our life, you know, can we receive them? Can we hold them? Do we, do we have the capacity to say, yes, I will. Thank you. I can, I can receive this with grace, with appreciation. I can steward it. I can multiply it. And I'm okay with releasing things also back out into the world. Or are we people that really struggle with receiving? And I'm, I'm, Obviously, doing this because I've had to do a lot of work around these areas. I did not realize how much resistance I had built up in my life just from being in survival mode from so long for so many years to actually receiving with appreciation, right? Without hesitation. And to where I am today is being a vessel where I'm opening myself up and I'm very much in the practice, you guys, of learning how to open myself up more and more into deeper levels and trust so that God can do more work in me and through me. This body can just be a vessel to actually receive the beauty, the experiences that life has for us, and also a vessel to share those back out with the world. So today we're going to unpack a couple things. We're going to focus in on the art of receiving abundantly. Are you good at receiving or are you trained in pushing things away, right? We're going to talk about what is our natural state around receiving, right? Around just actually allowing things to come into our lives instead of chasing them and forcing them and trying to grab them and hold on to them. What is our natural state, right? We're going to talk about our energy, but also our our physical body, how it responds when we receive things. You know, the, the communication that we engage in, are we really equipped and ready to open ourselves up to receive? What beliefs do we have around this that may be blocking us from receiving? And what do we get to step into? What does God have to show us, to say to us about being vessels to receive and, and what He has in store for us? So let's let's get right into this. I think this is such a powerful conversation because, again, it doesn't matter if you're looking to 
you know, receive a compliment for your spouse, a word of appreciation. If you're looking to receive your, your soulmate, your husband, your future husband, your wife, um, a more intimate, trusting relationship. It doesn't matter if you're looking to receive your vision coming into fruition, the resources to support a huge project. It doesn't matter if you're looking to receive, you know, the simpler things, you know, a simple thing like a parking spot, but it's just really moving. This, this whole thing is about moving into a state of being where we're in harmony. We're in synchronicity with, you know, the natural rhythms. I always talk about the natural rhythms and flow of life of things coming and going, circulating, right? Being a circulator in this world. And if we're going to be circulators of love, of wealth, of joy, of all of the gifts that we've been given, we receiving has got to be a huge, it's, it's an integral part of it. I was listening to someone else. They use this analogy. It's not mine, but you know, he used the analogy of taking a breath, breathing in. Whenever you take a breath, you inhale, you breathe in, you breathe in life, you breathe in the connection to the spirit, you breathe in energy, you breathe in clarity, but you can't just take a breath and hold on to it. You've got to relax and let it out, right? exhaling is a natural part, a completion of the receiving, but we've got to also be able to breathe in fully. And so there's so many people walking around life. I remember after 20 years of owning my holistic health and fitness or 10 years of doing that, but 20 years in the holistic health world, you know, how many people struggle with actually having healthy breathing patterns, taking full breaths. Most people are walking around taking shallow breaths, rapid, shallow breaths that are very incoherent. So their heart waves, their brain waves are not incoherence, right? Their, their heart's doing one thing, their brain waves are doing another. They're, they're frazzled in their nervous system. So they're taking shallow breaths, never really taking a full, deep belly breath. So they're panting, you know, and just sit and observe people. And I think when we look at this physical manifestation of this shallow breathing patterns, this constricted airways, the the, the ability to receive the fullness of life force into our lungs, the contraction and tension, and, and the amount that's coming in, it's so little compared to what our body's equipped to handle, to pull in, right? We're receiving, but a fraction of the life force, of the oxygen, of the energy that we are designed for because we are resp- reacting basically to a lot of environmental factors or we're operating from this contracted energy. So I think when we look at breath itself and the way we breathe <laughs> or as humans, but our, in our own life, What are your breathing patterns? It says a lot about how good you are at receiving abundantly or pushing the energy away and blocking it, right? Are you a rapid, fast-paced breather that can never get enough air in? I'm going to talk about that more in the exhaling and the in the giving, but we've got to exhale fully. We must consistently empty ourselves in order to receive fully. So that's the first thing is a lot of people are so full. And you guys, it's not the first time you've heard me say this. They're so full, right? They're so full of anxiety, of fear, of tension, of stuff going on in their life that they're over stuff and there's no space for the receiving to happen. 
So that's just something to tune into. I want to actually pivot for a second and share a story. I was in Tulum last week. I'm going to use a very practical, simple example because I think we can all relate to this story and we all have a version of this in our own life. I was in Tulum last week. I took my daughter on a one-on-one trip and we were at a resort her choice. I do these one-on-one trips with my kids. I mentioned it in the last episode. This is something I'm really passionate about besides the fact that I love to travel and I love relationships and I have this insatiable appetite to experience all the things in life. Um, So we were down there and, you know, I noticed a pattern in people there. There are these people, there are those people who get up at like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. or whatever time it is and they rush with their you know, beach towels to the pool to try to get the best spot on the, you know, they get the cabanas, they get the beach chairs and they go there and they plop their stuff down and then they leave for hours, right? And they're totally fueled by scarcity. Like, I'm not going to get the spot I want later. I have to get here before somebody else does. It's such a take energy, (laughs) take it while I can get it energy rooted in scarcity, rooted in fear. And it speaks volumes about where this person is with, in terms of receiving. There are those people who run to the to the beach or the pool and they have to get it right away first. They have to snatch it, you know, hoard the toilet paper during COVID, whatever it is. And then there are those people who are also like, you know what? When I get to the pool, the perfect spot will be available. There are those people who navigate through life through their days through their resort experience and say, you know what? Everything we need is always provided. When it's time for us to find a seat at the table or a pool chair at the pool, the perfect spot will show up. It always does. And these are the people who get to enjoy their morning. You know, they get to wake up, they have their coffee, they do the workout, they, you know, take their time at breakfast. When they're ready, they go to the pool and lo and behold, things just seem to work out for them, right? I guess you can guess which camp that I'm in. I'm in camp number two, although I very much am familiar with camp number one. I observed it all week, and I know from my past life that there was definitely that that energy in me. But I want to say this, you know, we all have our version of the beach chair analogy, the putting the towels on the beach chair. It's like, I got to get this while I can And so I'm curious as you're listening to me right now, like what is your beach chair story, right? There's so many people I know. And I mean, I've been here in the past where, you know, I was holding on, I was rushing out. I was rushing relationships, needing to get in the next relationship, just needing to be dating somebody, needing to have that security blanket, right? Just, it was better to be in relationship with anyone or someone that was okay, but totally not the right one, not the perfect one for me, not the perfect spot, but just to go because there was a fear that, oh my gosh, I'm going to run out of time. You know, I'm going to run out of time. I'm getting older. I need to have kids. I need to do this. And there's so many people still running their relationships this way out of fear of running out of time. And interestingly enough, they keep recycling these patterns of receiving (laughs) or grasping onto, holding onto, hoarding the wrong relationships that are so not meant for them instead of just patiently, you know, doing their life, knowing that the right thing's going to show up at the right time. I used, I went right from one really 
superficial example to a very deep example, you know, but there are, this happens with money, you know, money comes into our lives and there are those people who right away, we know the different patterns of spending and saving, right? There's those people that put it away and right away they have to lock it up, <laughs> put it in a savings account, not touch it again. And they are saving and saving and saving and saving and holding on just in case for that rainy day. And I'm not talking about not being prepared. I'm not talking about not looking ahead, but the holding on and the getting is the the energy of that is what I'm talking about, right? So, you know, when we're doing these things, and then there's the people who are like, oh, I could care less, you know, and they don't, they don't really appreciate what's coming into their life or they don't value it as much. And so they just don't even acknowledge it. They don't appreciate it. They kind of squander it, waste it, right? Again, happens with money, happens with relationships, happens with stuff, happens with anything. And then there are those who can manage the inflow and outflow really well, right? We we are excited, you know, we're grateful when things enter into our life. We are stewards of it. And again, I'm doing a lot of work on this, right? I'm really in a season of just asking God to even show me, to reveal to me how to become an even better steward of the resources that I've been entrusted with. And, you know, but we can, we can steward these things and release them back out, right? We can invest and multiply and then pour back out, pour back out into the world. So this is, this is so key. Uh, and I'm curious, you know, what is your beach chair story? Are there areas in your life where maybe you're rushing ahead or you're running ahead trying to get something or save a spot or you're holding on to something that, you know, I'm not sure if this is really right for me, but I just, I, I need this because of a fear-based, you know, getting, right? <laughs> a fear, or I'm afraid I'm going to lose something later. And I'm, I'm very familiar with that. So I gave, I, was working through this um, with some of the women in my mastermind, just talking about like, how are they with receiving even the simple things like a compliment, right? When somebody says, Hey, you look amazing today, or you look really good in that. Do they deflect, right? Do they deflect? Do they say, Oh, well, thank you. Oh, this ugly thing. Or, Oh, today I look awful. Like, do they actually receive the gift or do they sort of like cast it aside? I think this is a really big one because when God gives us gifts in our life, opportunities present themselves money comes into our life, new relationships, you know, simple things like I talk about the simple things like a, the perfect parking spot all the time or the dinner reservations showing up just when you want them. Like, do you, how, have you trained yourself to pause and say, thank you. Thank you. I received that. Right. Um, because a lot of us don't, we just neglect, we lack to pause and appreciate the simple things. And therefore they stop showing up and we begin to notice the things that are not there for us, the things that are not showing up, the things that are not going right. And I see this as one of the, the real, like, problematic patterns in relationship is that we also stopped appreciating and receiving the the things that were coming at us. So they stopped coming, <laughs> right? It's like, I believe that in relationship, like I love to provide, I love to give, I love to perfection. And if it's never recognized and if it's never appreciated and it's never received, like what is the desire to keep doing that? Clearly it's not appreciated or valued. So we don't just keep giving to those who don't appreciate, right? And again, it's not about a transaction. It's about an energetic exchange. So there's there's that point of receiving. 
And and I, and then there's also like asking, being okay with asking for what we need, for what we desire, and they're not the same thing, right? So I want to talk about that. But like when we have something come up in our life, and we are legitimately human beings that need each other, okay? Like there, somehow we bought into this lie that we don't need each other. We can do everything alone as fierce wolves, as as a lone wolves, fiercely independent. And I could speak from that independent space, and I could say, you know, we kind of do this pendulum sw- swing where we go from being completely dependent on our parents, right, and and needing them for survival to pushing away to find our own identity, cultivating our own strength, finding our own inner man, inner woman, you know, getting equipped with all of that. But then we come back to a place of interdependence. Like the healthy place is the place of interdependence that says, you know, we are created for each other. We do need each other and we have needs as human beings. Otherwise they would have not been created man and woman. There would not have been created multiple humans. There would just have been one sex, one person. If all there was was one and one was more than enough, why do we even have all of each other, right? Why are we even on this planet? Why are there opposite sexes? So. I believe that it's our divine design. By design, we are created for each other. And we have needs. We have foundational needs for safety, for security, for for intimacy, like connection. We have needs, you know, to evolve and grow. We have needs, you know, to to feel like we belong, right? That we are important and we're valued. Like those are just fundamental human needs. And as we're going through life and we just are trying to take it all on ourselves and we're burdening, taking everything on because we say, oh, I can do it myself, I can do it myself, or I should be able to do it myself, you know, we can actually stop this block of receivership by taking all of the burden on, which is not what we're designed to do. So how are you at asking for what you need? Do you need help with things in your life? Like, let's just be honest. I see so many men and women burning out, exhausted with no sex drive right now because we are taking on the emotional load, the physical load, the mental load that is greater than our capacity, right? So we have to build our capacity to be able to handle more, but also we all have a point that, okay, that's my max right now, right? And I am calling on support. So how are you when asking for what you need and also how are you with asking for what you desire? There are needs and then there are desires. A need is like, I need this in order to thrive. I need this in order to survive. I need this in order to get to the next step in this process at work. I need support around these areas. And then there's like, you know what would be amazing? I would love to experience this, right? There's that asking with a heart of delight, of wonder, of possibility that says, ah, you know what would be amazing? So when I talk to the women and I'm coaching the women, I'm like, hey, you know, invite your husband or your partner, ask for what you desire, invite him to rise to the occasion, invite him to show up, to come through for you instead of demanding, right? So how do you know if you're good at receiving or not? Are you asking for what you desire or are you demanding out of expectation and entitlement, right? One shuts down the doors to receiving, the other one opens, right? Are we asking or are we demanding? Are we receiving or are we taking, right? Are we accepting and and gracious and happy when things come to our life? Are we able to say thank you, period? Or are we deflecting, right? Putting aside, diminishing the gifts that are being given to us. Just imagine if somebody is handing you a gift, literally somebody buys you a gift, you know, 
And then you're saying, oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. I can buy my own gifts. Thank you. I don't deserve it. I don't want it. Right? It's like, it's such an insult to the person who wants to give. So a couple things I tapped into there, and I want to unpack some of the emotions that block this receiving, which we've already talked about, but is how are you when it comes to, um, what is your default when it comes to receiving? You know, how, what is your default when it comes to asking for what you need in faith, knowing that people want to come through, believing that people desire to show up for each other, right? Believing that people are naturally good-hearted and love to help, love to provide, love to, you know, be there for each other, right? What is your default? Or do you think people are there to take, to take advantage of, right? They're eventually going to abuse you or whatever. And so you have to hoard things or you have to do it yourself and you have to protect yourself. So I want to move into talking about some emotions, right? That receive, that, that block this receivership. So when you're, when we're moving from the energy of guilt, right? Guilt, embarrassment, pride or fear. These are some common things that'll come up. I already used the analogy of the gift. Somebody tries to give you a gift and guilt says, oh no, no. Oh my gosh, you didn't have to do that. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. Why did you do that? That's too much, right? Guilt sounds like that. It actually, you could feel the repellent of it. Oh my gosh, why did you do that? No, thank you. Right? And so just notice, I'm using the analogy of a gift, but insert compliment, insert, you know, money coming into your life, insert a new opportunity immediately. What language comes out of your mouth and how does your nervous system respond? When you see this thing coming at you, are you automatically feeling that, Ooh, that pit in your stomach of like, Oh my gosh, why did they do this? I feel so bad, right? Guilt kind of lives in that gut, right? Um, and the hips and you can feel yourself getting locked up embarrassment is is rooted in shame too shame and guilt and embarrassment says oh my gosh i should i shouldn't have to ask i shouldn't have they shouldn't have right you shouldn't have i shouldn't have to ask or need for help like there's something wrong with me if i need help right that's what shame says like it is literally like there's something wrong with our character so it almost is as if like we're shrinking right you can literally feel yourself shrinking diminishing And I really believe that is the root of shame. It diminishes things, right? And it also, when we say this to other people with that energy, it diminishes them and their character as well. It doesn't honor, right? So we talked about guilt. We talked about embarrassment or shame. Pride. Pride says, I I can do it myself. Thank you. Pride is just like a wall. It's like, ah, no thanks. Don't need it. Don't need your help. Um, Oh, this whole thing, like it just sort of casts aside and really just pushes away. So think about when pride, you know, comes through or if pride is sort of that natural currency that you are operating from. It's a lot of people who are in their, you know, physical strength, have been warrior types a lot of their life that are just in this space of like, you know, if it's up to, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I know how to make things happen. I can just go get what I want. And so this is a lot of taking energy actually. This is a lot of conquering, conquistador energy, winning the battles, right? 
taking your front. And this is where a lot of the high performance world plays because we have been taught to chase, to go after our goals, our dreams, right? To win the battles, to take over the territories in many ways. And yes, I'll use quite, I'll, I'll use that language sometimes, but we got to check ourselves to say, you know, is this here because I want to conquer this thing? And it really is a self-glorification in many ways, right? Because if I get it, then I know I have what it takes. If I get it, then I get the glory. I get the credit. I made it happen, right? When we don't, when we're able to receive knowing that, you know what? We didn't actually make this happen. All we did was say thank you. All we did was be who we are, and that was more than enough. We didn't have to prove anything to receive something. We don't have to prove our value. We don't have to prove our worth. We don't have to prove that we're strong enough. Is it possible to move into this space of, yes, I know that I'm capable. I know that I'm equipped, and I also enjoy receiving. Yes, I know that I can do this, and it's also okay for someone else to do it for me, right? Yes, I know I can do my own laundry. Yes, I know I can do my own um, executive or administrative functions, but I also really appreciate getting the support and help, which allows my bandwidth to be open up for more of the things that matter, right? So how about we move out of this pride into this place of yes and Let's move into the genius, not what we can do or what we're capable of, but what we're being called to do and where we're being guided to in this season. So pride says, I can do it myself. It's like a wall. Fear, fear says, what's the catch? What fear is right away when, when we're going to ask, we think we have to give back, right? We're in the exchange. We're in the trading mode, right? We're in the transacting mode. This is very, a lot of the corporate world, a lot of the business world is rooted in pride and fear. These are the currencies that are running. So we're doing a lot of things of like, no, thanks. I could do it myself. No, thanks. Lone wolf at the top. I am the man. I am the woman. I'm the source of all things. Taking on too much workhorses and or at the same time, the currency of fear running because we do it because we're afraid. If we don't, people will think we're not strong enough. Somebody stronger will come along, right? Take what we want, take the man, take the woman, take the position. I mean, I'm seeing this in corporate executive teams where you see these players vying for positions and a lot of it, it's like pure pride and fear running the show. So there's not a lot of receiving. There's a lot of trying to take, a lot of transactional, a lot of, you know, what, what's going on? What is this guy trying to take from me? What's, what's in it, right? What's the catch? So again, when someone gives you something or an pr- opportunity presents itself, what is your energy around that? Is it fear that's like wondering, oh my gosh, if I, if I take this, I'm going to have to give something. I'm going to have to give something right? What are they going to take from me if I take this? Because again, that's the energy of take. So my loves, many people are stuck in that warrior energy, hoarding, not asking, taking, not receiving, bartering and trading instead of just allowing circulation to happen, exchanging from a really full, beautiful place that is not one for one or two for two, but it's like, thank you. I can breathe in. I can breathe out. I can receive and I can give, you know, back to you, or I can give somewhere else. So how do we make this switch? I believe the switch is being aware. Number one is having the awareness of, you know, what is my natural tendency. What beliefs do I have about this? I unpack some of them, but what beliefs do you have about, you know, 
asking for help, asking for what you desire, what would be amazing. What beliefs do you have about just simply receiving without having to do anything to earn it other than then just be who you are, right? Other than just be grateful to be thankful. The switch is number one, awareness. Number two is getting into the practice or the integration to begin to move from a place of willingness. Am I willing to receive? Am I willing even to start to receive from a place of gratitude, from a place of acknowledgement, for and honoring the other person and the gift that they're giving me? Am I willing to be open that Hmm. it's possible that I can, I am worthy of receiving and I don't have to actually do anything else. Am I open? Am I curious? So the switch is here is moving into these higher states of consciousness, of emotion, of being open and being willing, being curious. Thank you. Right. Being curious. I wonder what, what's coming my way today. I wonder what's available, right? Going back to the pool chair analogy. It's like, I'm willing to slow down and trust that the right spot will be there when it's time for us to go to the pool. I'm curious where the spot's going to be. It's a little bit of a game. It's a little bit of an adventure. And I'm also really clear, right? Like, you know, what would be amazing. I want a spot with shade near the pool or near the bar, whatever it is, or near the beach. And then I'm just patient about it. I'm not rushing, running ahead to grab the thing. I can continue to walk with ease. And there's so much around this. In the last few episodes, we talked about pacing, not rushing things. Being able to stay at ease is training ourselves to stay at ease. It's not just, it doesn't happen naturally. It must be integrated. It must be practiced, put into action and repeated until it becomes embodied. Right? So the way that we embody this state of receiving with ease is number one, we have to have awareness of our own energy and our own beliefs around this, right? And our own programming. And then we get to integrate and practice the new action, taking deep breaths all the way out and all the way in, being patient in the process and letting it embodied, get embodied, right? So a couple things I want to leave you with today is, you know, really tuning into what do you desire more of in your life? Like your God-given desires, the desires in your heart, the desires that every human being also has and is made for, right? We we make these things evil, the, our desire for love and intimacy. We make our, these things like wrong somehow. We make it wrong that we have human needs and we try to pretend that we don't need each other and we try to be all strong and we try to do everything ourselves and it's a joke and it's a lie and it's completely out of our original design. So what desires do you have to experience more of? And where would you love to receive more help or support that you are not asking for? Where do you know you need more help, more support? I invite you to make the decision today that you are open to becoming more of a receiver and therefore you will be more of a natural giver, which we're going to talk about in the next episode. I invite you to make the decision to be open to getting in the practice of this in the coming weeks and um, moving forward in faith, in appreciation, in curiosity, right? I love in James 4, 2, you know, Jesus says, you do not have because you do not ask. But he also says, you are jealous and covet 
therefore you don't have. You are envious, therefore you cannot obtain the object of your envy. You are fighting for it, therefore you're not receiving it. So clearly we are told, like, stop with the jealousy, stop with the coveting, stop with the complaining of what other people have or the criticism and the connecting to the unfulfillment and, and trying to get it. And let's learn to become gracious in the receiving and also the asking. So I want to leave you with something very practical. This week, one of the exercises I gave my clients, I've been practicing it, is number one, really get in the, in the place of saying thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I received that. And I really encourage you, like, the, if you are not someone who says this regularly, it's going to feel awkward, okay? Um, because I want you to be in the practice of saying it all day, everywhere, to strangers, to your family members, to servers in restaurants, to your staff, to your dog. Literally, as I'm driving on the road, I'm saying it to God all, all day long. I'm in, I'm in conversation, like, thank you for this. Thank you. The sun comes out. Thank you to the sun. Like, I am choosing to be in this place of thank you out loud, the spoken word in all things, and also out loud speaking and asking to my partner, to my children, to my clients, to my staff, right? To people in the in the resort, asking for what I desire. And in prayer, asking God for what I desire and then letting it go, right? People have the opportunity to rise to the occasion or not. It might be the right timing. It might not. But I'm in the art and the practice of receivership because the next session we're going to talk about or the next episode, we're going to talk about the art of giving with ease. And if we are not open to receive with ease, we certainly will not be open to giving with ease. I hope you found this podcast helpful. You guys, listen, last week we had the most amazing time. It was fun to experience Tulum with my daughter. She was walking with me. She's like, mom, you seem to like, everything just kind of works out for you. You know, the beach chairs were always available. The restaurants that they said you needed reservations for, and you go to the reservation, you know, kiosk, and they were all booked up for the week. I said, honey, don't worry. Everything we need is always provided in perfect order and perfect timing. She's like, wow, but we need a reservation. I said, relax. I didn't even think about it, right? At dinner, when it came time to go dinner, I would say, which restaurant would you like to go to? Oh, mom, we don't have a reservation. Which restaurant would you like to go to? And I would walk up. We would go. We would get ready for dinner. I said, let's go. We'll go up to the restaurant. We'll, we'll speak to the concierge, the host, the maitre d', whoever it is, and we will graciously let him know our desire. It would be amazing if there's a table, if there are any cancellations, if there's any openings, is there any way you can get us in? And you know what? Every single time we asked, we received, right? We received a table, a beautiful table in the beautiful restaurant. We received the beach chairs. And those are very practical earthly examples, but at a spiritual deeper level, you know, I have received the most amazing love affair with my husband. I've received the most amazing man into my life because I got very clear with God, with my heart, with my spirit. And I went to God and I asked for what I clearly desired for once, instead of trying to chase it on my own out of a state of unworthiness, of fear, of pride, I got humbled and I went graciously before God. And I said, God, I'm ready to receive the man you have for me. Now I have to move into a state of being able to receive him, right? Which was a state of appreciation, a state of wonder, of clarity, 
of patience, of graciousness. I may have said that multiple times because it's such a key component. So I hope that this podcast leaves you with some tangible things to chew on. Um, Guys, if you're listening, ladies, if you're listening, practice this stuff with your partner, right? Let's get into the practice of receiving the love, the affection, the small tokens and gestures from the ones we love to acknowledge them because they will multiply. And let's also get in the practice of asking, clarifying what we need and what we desire because our partner, our loved ones, our children, our team members are not mind readers. They're not genies in a bottle. And we make their lives and jobs so much easier when we just ask (laughs) and clarify and communicate for what we need and desire. All right. With that, I will leave you um, in today's episode. Again, thank you for being here. If this resonates and you're enjoying the show, I would love for you to share this with a friend. Make sure you subscribe and follow. And for those of you who want to go deeper into this journey, you can go to connectwithchristinejewel.com. That's connectwithchristinejewel.com. And I have a few ways for us to continue down this path together. So thank you once again. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously as warriors of the heart. My loves, we are here to lead the untamed life. It is the only life worth living. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.